Hi guys, Rob here, podcast editor for EveryMind. This week you are listening in to a special guest on one of our weekly webinars, Alex Manzi. Alex is a life coach helping us to foster a positive mind, something I think we can all really do with right now. If you think EveryMind at Work can help your business, head over to everymindatwork.com to get a free trial. If you found this episode helpful, don't forget to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. And as ever, enjoy the show. So hey guys, um, welcome to another webinar. I'm joined with Alex Manzi, a good friend of mine, who also has done some content with us in the past for Every Mind at Work, the app. So if you've got access to the app, then you might have, you might notice and recognize him. Um, but I wanted to get him on today to, to stop me from talking every single week, but equally as well to share his, his wisdom in terms of um, his outlook in terms of mental health, but also as well sort of talking about positive thinking um, as well. So welcome alex how are you buddy i'm very well man thank you thank you for having me today i'm uh, i'm grateful that you asked no worries no worries and we've got some people joining now guys can you just let us know if you can hear us okay and, and see us okay to say yes if you can okay cool so we've got gerard we've got george we've got caroline we've got katie we've got nancy we've got paula we've got pia we've got richard Katie was watching the Boris statement. I didn't even know there was a Boris no, statement on. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> Completely switched off. Um, cool. So everyone can seem to hear us. Good stuff. Cool. So um, I'm going to step away and um, Alex is going to lead. But actually, before I do that, I always ask this question, Alex. I always kind of ask them how they are um, and not a British typical. How are you? Like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. But more of a how's your week been? So, guys, if you want to share that, um, share that now. Um, Alex, how's your week been? Um, <laughs> overwhelming, to be honest, um, to be a bit vulnerable, just got a, quite a few projects I'm working on at the minute that are kind of, you know, and it's just there. Um, yeah, so a lot of the days have been overwhelming. So I gave myself the weekend. Normally I'm like the type of person who will work, you know, as and when I gave myself like a couple of days this weekend to like, just step away from everything. So I was like, I need, you know, the space in my head to kind of reset and recharge. So yeah did that and then yeah just this morning felt a bit overwhelmed and just trying to take the day as it comes really best way yeah gotta put yourself first right and and we speak exactly. about this quite a lot don't we about how when you're passionate about a subject and passionate about your work you almost just can work too much but it's about mm. taking that time out too yeah and it's, i guess it's like for me it's like important not to beat myself up on days where i do feel a bit less productive or a bit more overwhelmed than normal like it's it's a normal thing. Um, like Caroline said, it's a mixed bag, right? So you got to accept you got to accept the, the 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 down days as well as the the up days. So it's just knowing how to navigate them. Hundred percent. And I think acceptance is often looked upon as as weakness, especially if you're mm. really driven to self like self improvement. But you know, I think for me, the last year, two years, like that acceptance has been key in in my in my progress. Because as you mm -hmm. say, you accept the days when you're not great, you accept the days when you're not productive, you accept the days when you're feeling sort of low or I'm, I'm you know struggling with something. Um, the more I kind of force against it, the worse it makes me feel sometimes, sort of longer term. Exactly. So no worries, exactly. Janine. Um, so just reading out some of these. Um, Katie actually says pubs and restaurants are opening on the 4th of July. Two meter distance oh. are being lowered. All right. Thanks for that update. Pubs, pubs always comes first in good old Britain, doesn't it? Um, 
week week has been better, much mentally fit than the past week. It's good to hear, Gerard. Uh, Kate says, not bad, feeling productive. George says, feel a bit sad. Father's Day brought back painful memories and anxious over the economy. economic. Econet, oh, I can't pronounce it, guys. My speech impediment is kicking in. But George, yeah, no, I can relate to that. Father's Day is always a, a, a mixed bag of emotions. Um, so hopefully this week's a little bit brighter for you. Caroline says a mixed bag as well. Um, guys, we're going to leave it there now. So I'm going to jump off. I'm going to hand over to, to Alex, and he's going to lead today's session. Um, so fire away, Alex. Cool. Cheers, Paul. Um, so hey, guys, I'm Alex, as Paul said, Alex Manzi, um, to give you some kind of I guess, background or context as to, to who I am and what I do. I am a coach, life coach. So I work with people in terms of creating a positive mindset for themselves and ultimately living with more clarity and happiness in life. Uh, I have a podcast called In the Moment with Alex Manzi, where I interview different guests from all kind of backgrounds and wonderful worlds and things that they do and try and understand their kind of mindsets and um what it is that they kind of do in their lives to kind of take care of themselves and all of these great things that we we like to have and hear these conversations about and those are people who are musicians who are athletes who are uh bloggers who are youtubers whatever it is it's sort of a range of guests really um so that's a bit about me and what i do um in terms of my story i guess it's probably a good place to start in terms of building some context around why I do what I do. Um, so my story is that I spent a lot of my life um, depressed uh, and then later on suffering from anxiety. And it was, I guess, from the ages of maybe, it's hard, it's really hard to put a finger on it, to be honest, because it's like, it kind of always felt like that was how I felt. But I think I would say it's from about the age of 17, 18, up until about 25, um, 26 and what happened was I just lived my life as it was you know going through various jobs various things various relationships whatever and I got to a point in my life where um I was with an ex-girlfriend of mine and we were kind of in her room and we were having a kind of argument and we were going back and forth back and forth and at one point in the argument she turned around to me and she was like why aren't you saying anything and I was a bit perplexed because I was like I don't know what you're talking about like She's just like, why aren't you saying anything? Why aren't you saying anything? And something happened in that moment where I realized that what I'd been doing for the whole argument and pretty much my whole life is I'd be, I'd have conversations in my head thinking that I was having them out loud. And it's really hard to explain because it sounds wild, <laughs> but I was literally sat on the edge of this bed whilst we we're having this debate argument. Um, and she was telling me her point of view and I was literally just like sat there, like responding in my head, not realizing that I wasn't actually saying these things out loud. So when she turned around, she said that like the penny dropped, like somehow that something was happening and it wasn't right. And I kind of just flopped back onto the bed and I started crying. And um, straight away, my girlfriend's energy changed into being angry with me to like being concerned. So she was like, what, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, why are you crying? And the only words that I could get out at the time were, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel like myself. She kept saying it over and over again, probably like five or six times. It's the only thing I could say. And in that moment, as I said, I, I recognized what had been happening throughout my life was that I'd been living under this dark cloud and 
being someone that ultimately I knew that I wasn't. And that moment there set me off on this journey of kind of self-discovery and trying to understand what happiness was and what does it mean for me? What does happiness mean in general? Like, what is happiness? Where is it? Where do we find it? How do I, you know, turn my mind into something that's more positive rather than this negative space? And just went on this, um, yeah, like self-enlightenment, self-discovery, self-love journey. Um, and it started by, I went to therapy. Um, so my, my girlfriend at the time, her mom was a therapist and she put me in touch with a colleague. I went to a few sessions. I wasn't really feeling the vibe. I was kind of, it just felt like a weird space. Um, so I stepped out of that and I just started to like learn things myself. So I started to like fill myself with loads of um, positivity. So like listening to uplifting podcasts, listening to like, um, or reading rather books that help me understand kind of mindset and, you know, about life or whatever. And it kind of set me into this space of like, for the first year and a half after that moment in my girlfriend's bedroom, I kind of, although I recognized what it was that I was going through, I hadn't really accepted that what it was, was me being depressed. I was kind of still fighting against this idea of being depressed and being someone who suffered from depression and whatever. And I had to go through this process of learning and understanding, which like, like I said, it took about a year and a half until I got to a space where actually I accepted what it was that I was going through and had been through. And once I kind of got to that space, I could then find a real space to kind of grow or heal or, you know, evolve, whatever you want to call it, because I was able to drop the idea and the weight on my shoulders of this idea of being depressed. And I was totally fine with the fact that that had happened. I was totally fine with the fact that I'd been through everything I'd been through over the past years. Um, I realized it didn't make me a bad person. <laughs> I realized it didn't mean I did anything wrong in my life. It's just is what it was. And I had to learn to accept that to then almost drop those stories and those ideas so that I could then grow off the back of it. So that whole journey um, has taken me up until this day. Uh, many things happened along that way, like changing jobs, leaving jobs, going freelance, starting my podcast, um, started coaching and all of these wonderful things having loads and loads of amazing conversations with people around the world because I like really like to travel because that's a really great uh, eye-opener for me and having different conversations with different people who have different perspectives to me. Um, and they helped me kind of cultivate this really nice, positive way of thinking for myself. Um, and I've tried to kind of really understand this for myself, like how, how it happened, what I did, um, you know how I've got to a space of more clarity and happiness and and ultimately acceptance you know like I said at the beginning you know I woke up this morning feeling really like really overwhelmed but I've learned to accept those feelings for what they are and I can still carry on with my day um, without them consuming me like they once would like me maybe five six years ago I probably would be in bed now I wouldn't I would have said to Paul mate I'm not feeling like 100% <laughs> sorry, I'm going to, and then just get back into bed. But like now I can accept, actually it's totally fine to have days where I feel overwhelmed. Like I've got a lot of things going on. It's cool. Like I'm going to feel overwhelmed. Like it's a normal feeling. So I can deal with that a bit better um, and get on with the day, like I said. So I've tried to kind of really understand this uh, model of understanding, this model of life that I've kind of started to live by. Um, and I, I, I've laid it out in many different ways before. 
but I want to focus this specifically on the creating of the positive thinking. So I think it'd be really beneficial. Um, but that being said, I don't want this just to be me rambling on for the next you know half hour or so. I want you guys to feel like you're involved, like get involved in the conversation. If there's any questions you want to ask along the way, you know, pop them in the chat box and I can come to them as we go. Um, if there's anything you want me to explain, um, then feel free to pop it all in the chat box as we go along and I, and I will get to the questions as we go rather than waiting for like a, okay guys, here's now, ask your questions. Like let's just treat it as a conversation and we can do it as we go along. Um, so I guess the starting point then is what is positive thinking? <laughs> it sounds simple right it's thinking that is in a positive space but i think it's it's more than that i think it's understanding that space of where positive thinking comes from and for me positive thinking comes from when you're operating from a place of clarity and what i mean by that is operating from that place in your in your mind where there almost is no thinking and that might sound a bit deep to begin with but we all know the space, right? And we all know that the moments that we've lived where we've, there's almost been no thought and we just do like that space there breeds positive thinking because there's space for the positivity and for the, for the love and compassion of life to kind of grow within us. And that's where we really experience the positive space within ourselves to then bring it outwards to everywhere else. Because we often get caught up in this idea of happiness being outside of us and being external from us. And we look at all these different things and me and Paul have spoken loads about this idea of chasing status. And you know, you need you need the next job to make you happy. You need the right relationship to make you happy. You need the right clothes. You need the next big car. You need the next paycheck. You need all of these things to make you happy. But what you realize is when you get these things, you're no happier than you were when you wanted them because you're then looking for the next thing. And then when you get those, you're looking for the next thing. So I've come to understand that actually the happiness doesn't come from these external factors. The happiness comes from the inside of us and our understanding and the way that we perceive and the, the way that we live life. And that comes through the way that we think. And the way that we think creates our reality. And the way that we think creates everything that we kind of experience around us with the feelings that we have in that moment. So moment to moment, every moment we have a thought and that thought comes with a feeling. And that feeling determines how you how you react in that moment. So that could be a good feeling, it could be a bad feeling, but you're gonna ultimately re feel and react differently dependent on that feeling. So it's really important to understand that every moment we live, we're living in the feeling of our thinking. And that is a really big learning that I have made over the past few years in terms of like, like I said this morning, I woke up super overwhelmed. Like, that's fine. That's just me having things that I'm, you know, like I said, that are just hanging here that I'm thinking about. But the feeling that is coming with that is a feeling of overwhelm. Right now, I don't have that feeling. So what's different? What's different is the thinking that I'm applying or the thinking that I'm having in this space because I'm operating from that place of clarity. I'm operating from that place of no thinking, if that makes sense. And I'm just kind of doing. So those thoughts of being overwhelmed and all of the things that I have to do over the next few weeks 
aren't there because they're not existing there because I'm not giving the attention to them there. So the feeling that comes with it, which is me then feeling overwhelmed or upset or down, has has gone with it because they come together. So when I don't give it the attention, the feeling also uh, reduces. Does that make sense? Um, if you've got any questions at this point, like I said, feel free to pop them in the chat box. Feel free to ask them as we go because um, I might go a little bit deep. I might go a little bit fast. So if you want me to slow down, um, then, yeah, like I said, feel free to drop them in the chat box. Caroline says it's a great description. Thank you. I'm glad it is. Um, <laughs> so positive thinking, right? So one of the big things for me that I realized in terms of like creating a positive mindset for myself um, was looking for the positives within the negatives, looking for the positives in every situation. And this is almost something that I had to like train myself to do because I felt like over that, I guess it was like an eight year period of being depressed, you automatically, your, your mind is, you've sort of trained yourself to look for the negatives in the situation, which is what you then spiral on. Um, and then once you kind of recognize that, okay, that's, that's what's happened. You've got to understand the relationship between the negative thing that you're seeing and the positive thing, like they come together, like the positive and the negative, they come as one that like we've all seen the yin and yang, you know, sign like the whole point of that is that you've got the white side is the positive, the black side is the negative, but then you've got the little bit of white in the black, which is the positive within the negative and vice versa you've got the negative within the positive so the reason that's designed in that way is because it's to show you that actually positive and the negative they 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 operate in the same space together like you can't have a positive if the negative doesn't exist and vice versa like they are part of the same thing so like i'm just going to use this as an example right this is my drinks mat like there's two sides to this drinks mat right one side's positive one side's negative no matter what i do I cannot get rid of the positive side or the negative side of this map without the other side existing alongside of it. And that's how positive and negative thoughts show up and exist as well in that space. They come almost as one, they coexist. And we almost choose, I wouldn't say choose, but in any moment we can see one or the other. So what I start to understand is that actually, if I can see the negative thought in any moment, maybe I just have to start understanding what the positive in that moment is. So it's about looking for the, the positives in a negative situation. So at work, for example, okay, you might have a meeting with your boss, your manager, or your team, whatever, and it might not go very well. So there's probably loads of negatives to take out of that situation. This person said that, this person didn't get this work done, like we didn't talk about any of the things we wanted to discuss, like all of these things can be there as negatives, but then there's also positives that exist in that space. And the positives could be, okay, well, at least we know that this this thing isn't gonna work for us. Okay, um, at least we know that um, this situation can change and if we change it, we might get a different result or whatever. Um, so for me, it was about understanding that relationship between the positives and the negatives and understanding that, like I said, if there's a, if there's a, a space of negativity, it's also existing alongside a space of positivity. So it's about, like I said, sort of training your minds to 
focus or see the positives as well as the negatives. And I'm not saying the negatives disappear. The negatives are still there, of course, because they, they exist in that space. However, there's also positives in that situation. So it's about understanding how you show up and you see those positives. Um, Pia has said, love the explanation, making the separation between the thought and the feeling. What do you suggest for supporting someone who is currently very much in deep pain and can't, doesn't want to see the positives? Any suggestions as how to approach them? Um, what I would say, and it kind of ties into my next point actually, what, but what I would say is in terms of helping someone or um, wanting to approach a conversation with someone, it's about setting up a safe space. So as a coach, all I do is I create a safe space for someone to talk. And that might mean that I share my feelings or my um, uh, understandings or my learnings or my lessons. And because I've shared, the other person may feel more likely to share what's on their mind and what they're feeling as well. So for me, it's about creating a safe space and a bubble in that area of that conversation so that someone else will feel comfortable to have or be more open or to have the conversation, you know? So um, it's about understanding how to create that safe space and what that looks like. And one of the things, um, picking up on Pierre's point again, that says, um, how can you support someone who's in deep pain? One of the things that really changed a lot for me was gratitude and showing more gratitude in life. It's very easy for us to go through our lives and out of the 99, out of the 100 things that happen in a day, it's very easy for us to focus on the one negative because those negative um, feelings and those negative emotions can be quite addictive and we can, we can almost find pleasure in identifying them. So it's very easy to go through the day and focus on that one negative out of 100, but then what about the 99 positives that have happened and it might not be really big things. It might just be like, do you know what? I am really grateful for the water that I'm drinking. I'm really grateful for you guys being here on this webinar. I'm really grateful that I'm sat down right now because I just did a two-hour conversation, stood up, and my legs were hurting. Like, so there's there's loads of things in life that you can look around and be grateful for. And the more that you are able to show gratitude in life, the more of a positive space that you begin to create because all you're doing is again you're showing your mind more of the positives more of the things to be grateful for so once you start to look out for little things each day and you might just start with a simple exercise of writing down three things each day that you're grateful for every every morning or every evening whatever this is this is what i started to do personally so i started to write down five things every day or three to five things every day in the evening before I went to bed that I was grateful for that day. And all it does is it helps your mind open up and, and, and find the space to actually see the positives in each day, no matter how small it could be being really grateful for the cup of tea that you drink in the morning, or it could be really grateful for the 10 minute break you took away from your desk, or it could be really grateful for the conversation you had with your colleague at work, or it could be, really grateful that uh, you wrote that difficult email, whatever it is, right? It's about finding the things to be grateful for and that creates a space where you um, start to experience more positivity because you're, you're actively 
saying to yourself, actually, I am grateful for these things. And that brings on, when you're grateful for something, you think positively about it, which brings that positive feeling with it. So you're actively bringing those positive feelings, you know, within you. So you're, you're seeing something, you're going, this is great. I really appreciate it. I'm really grateful for it. Positive feeling, positive thought. So it starts to kind of build day to day and you start to, like I said, almost train your mind to see those mini wins, those mini positives, those little things to be grateful for every day. Um, Georgia said, how can you minimize or rationalize those negative impulses if they proliferate? Again, I think it comes down to the gratitude thing. Um, and hopefully the other points that we're going to go on to discuss as well. When you start to understand them all together and how they work together, the negative impulses, you know, they're always going to be there. Like I said, the negative impulses, negative thoughts, negative feelings don't just go away. They always exist. It's about how you then show up and react to those negative impulses and those negative thoughts. Um, so gratitude is a great way because then actually you start to say, okay, this might be a negative situation, but actually there's five things to be grateful for around this situation as well um so the next area unless anyone has any questions at this point or wants to pop anything in the chat box that we can come to um the next area that i like to discuss is the idea of finding space um, and as i kind of alluded to at the beginning when you begin to find the space within your mind within your body within your day you actively are creating space for the positive and for the good to breed in because we often constrict ourselves with negativity we that's all we're doing is we're restricting ourselves we're constricting ourselves with negativity but when you start to open that out and, and create space there's more space for the being rather than the doing and the thinking and when you're just in a space of being and experiencing and living you're living with more love, you're living with more compassion, and that brings um, more feelings of positivity with it as well. And what I mean by that is, you know, as an example, for me, I'm really big on meditation. I will meditate every day, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening, because for me, that's a really great place to create space. And what that space does is it allows my mind, not just the, the actual space, but the time to process because when we're caught up in our busy days and our hectic work days, our hectic social life, well, not so much social lives these days, but apparently from the 4th of July though, um, but you get what I mean, right? Your family life, relationships, we're going from one thing to the other and we're, we're not creating space for ourselves to actually process what it is that we're feeling, what it is that we've been thinking. And for me, meditation is a great way to do that. Um, but there's many other ways you can do it. Like you can get the same thing through exercise, like the, the gym, when we could go was like one of my sanctuaries in the morning i'd go to the gym four times a week 7 a.m i'd be there because i knew that that hour that hour and a half i wasn't going to be disturbed i could put my headphones in i could listen to a podcast i could just get on with my exercise and what i often found was that because i was in the most simplistic space in terms of all i had to worry about in the gym was whatever exercise i was doing and whatever was coming into my ears via my headphones that actually I have more space in my mind to process thoughts, to process feelings, to process ideas. Some of the most creative things that I've come up with were while I was working out or in the gym. Uh, likewise, going for a walk, just leaving your everything behind, leaving your stories, leaving your mood, leaving your emotions behind, walk out the door and just go for a walk, half an hour, 20 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is. 
put on some tunes if you want to put on some tunes and just walk don't walk with a plan don't walk with a goal of trying to achieve anything just walk and just enjoy and again you create space in your day and in your time to actually process and that's all the space does it allows you to process a lot of the the overthinking a lot of the negativity that's that's in your mind in order to create that space for for the positivity for the clarity for the happiness for the love for the compassion to come through um, and another great way is it's a really simple one if you're working a lot and you're you know kind of chained to your laptop or your desk if you're if you're still going into the office take a break just take 10 minute breaks every now and then and that that might mean just walk over to the kitchen put the kettle on have a cup of tea and just focus on that process of um making that tea be in that moment be in that moment be really mindful with it leave everything behind that we carry a lot with us throughout the day and we forget that actually everything that we think and everything that we feel is temporary like thoughts and feelings they come and go they're up and down um so to break up that day and to, to create more space you might just need to take a break and that might mean like i said going to make a cup of tea that might mean just stopping and checking in with your breath bringing yourself into the present bringing yourself away from the thinking mind and just checking with your breath count out maybe four or five cycles of inhale exhale inhale exhale inhale exhale just count them out and then go back to what it is that you're doing like you've stopped and you've created space even for a few moments to just bring that level of calm down bring open up that space within you um and it just it's a really really great ways to um just create that and you know none of these are one size fits all kind of remedies but if you can understand the idea of space and what it represents and what that space looks like and feels like to you then you'll know already what those things are like for me like i said meditation and exercise are great for someone else it might be going for a short walk for someone else it might be um just putting on their favorite jazz cd while they drive home or whatever like just find the time to create that space for yourself or even like sometimes it's like arriving at the front door when you get home and actually just take a minute for yourself just stop breathe take a minute step in the door and leave all of that stuff behind you at the door and step in with a fresh mind that can be all the space you need um so if we got any other questions at this point about space about any of the ideas there that we were we were discussing um before we jump on to the kind of final point that i wanted to discuss today which is around expectations um and a lot of our thinking and a lot of the positive and the negative thoughts that, that and feelings that come about are very closely related to expectations because more often than not we place our happiness on a desired expectation of a certain situation so silly example right if i text um someone who i'm dating right as an example and i text them expecting them to reply because i want the attention if i text them expecting a reply the longer that they don't reply for the more frustration and the more negativity i build up in myself because i've placed the expectation of me feeling happiness when they message back on that exact action so when that action doesn't happen i then feel the opposite and feel the frustration 
So that's just a silly example, but hopefully you understand the kind of idea of placing an expectation on other people, on other things, of desired outcomes, and placing your happiness in those expectations so that when those expectations and that desired outcome doesn't occur, you're actually left facing the opposite, which is the negative thoughts, the negative feelings of frustration, of anger, of sadness, of loneliness, whatever it may be. Um, so it's about understanding that actually if, you, if you're not placing your expectations or your desire for feeling happiness or clarity, whatever, in a certain outcome, then it doesn't matter either way. Um, there's, there's an amazing quote from Krishnamurti, who's an Indian philosopher, uh, where he says, my secret to life is that I don't mind what happens. And I think that's a great way to sum up the, the idea of expectations. If you don't mind what happens one way or the other, then you don't have an expectation on the outcome and therefore that outcome won't seemingly um, make you feel one way or the other. Because ultimately, like we were talking about in the beginning, you only internalize those feelings and those thoughts to create the reality that you're living. So it's because you've had this thought in your mind about a desired outcome that when you then start to go down the trail of all of the thoughts that follow that, you then create this negativity within yourself because you've created an expectation on an outcome that hasn't arrived. Um, does that make sense? Because I know that one there particularly can be quite difficult to understand sometimes. So if that isn't clear, let me know. Um, if you've got any questions, let me know and we can work around it. Um, but ultimately it's about, like I said, the four, the four key areas really is understanding the positives and the negatives and, and that they exist in the same space and that actually where there's negatives, there's always going to be positives. Um, looking for gratitude, showing more gratitude in life, which opens you up to more feelings of love and compassion. Finding and understanding how to create space for yourself um, and space in your mind, your body, your thinking. And then the understanding of expectations and and placing expectations on um, different outcomes to for a desired feeling or you know whatever it is. Um, so I hope that all makes sense. So at this point, light bulb moment for me regarding expectations. Says Janine, uh, makes sense. Says Caroline, makes sense. Uh, says Zinab. Um, so at this point, if there's any questions that you guys have, just in general. Um, if there's anything that you just want to ask or anything that I haven't covered, then feel free to pop them in the chat boxes. If there's anything you want to know about um, general feelings or dealing with things or tips or advice or tricks, um, like I said, more than happy to, to answer them. So if there's anything, any burning questions, as we say, for you to that you want to know, then pop them in the chat box and I will come around to them um, as they pop up. Um, other than that, um, like I said I hope that that's, that's all been very helpful for you guys. I hope that um, also because Paul's jumped in. If you've got any questions for Paul, put him under the spotlight. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to jump in as well. That last, I think, yeah. um, who was it? Janine said about expectations. I think that's that's so key, right? It's like yeah. like you were saying about your overwhelm, right? Your overwhelm is probably your own expectations of yourself and the work that you believe that you need to be doing um exactly yeah 
and we spoke about detachment quite a lot as well right and yeah yeah would you would you would you say detachment comes in there with expectations as well yeah so i think that that's that's kind of the underlying theme really is like not being attached to outcomes not being attached to ideas to stories like you know ultimately life is dynamic it changes it's cyclical um, and we understand a lot of this. And I think, you know, particularly with what we've seen at the minute with COVID and the pandemic, like all of this stuff that we thought was secure and safe and going to work and getting on tubes, like, and just the way we were living day to day just got taken away in, in almost an instant. And it's like so many people had attachments to this way of living and to these ideas of what life was and what happiness meant to them, that a lot of people have been faced with really strange emotions having all of that taken away because that was like, you know, people are so attached to that as a normal, but like, this is the new normal now. So it's like, if you don't have the attachment to, to, to the way things were before, then you're never going to be comfortable living the way we've been living now, you know? Mm, yeah, I agree. George says, um, happiness based on other people's expectations are like moving goalposts, which you may never reach. Exactly. 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 Do you think just, I know we're going to wrap up, but do you think as well that a lot of that comes from sometimes we want to control situations? And I think, I can't remember who asked the question. It was Pia, I believe as well. Like I talk quite a lot about when someone you love is going through a very dark mm. period. That I'm, I'm someone who wants to control that. I'm someone who wants to take that away from them. I'm someone who wants to make all of that, that pain go away as well. And I, that's why I feel like some people, myself included, really struggles with that detachment from mm. expectations as well. Like that, that mm. control element. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think like ultimately, I'm gonna go very like zen and like spiritual on you. But like, how much control do we actually have? Mm. Like, do we do we do we actually control anything? Do we control our feelings? Do we control our thoughts? Do we control? the way other people react, do we control, you know, what do we actually control? Is control just an idea that we we have and a story that we have around ourselves to make our, ourselves feel comfortable and to seek desired outcomes and expectations in certain areas of our lives through that control? Mm. You know, I have, I have no control. I could stand up off of this chair and I, my back could go. I've got zero control over that. I don't know. It could happen. It might not. You know, but we think I th I'm I'm pretty comfortable in like actually I I'm in control here. Like I know if I stand up, my back's not going to go. But I can't be sure. Can't tell you that far. I couldn't say 100% guarantee it. You know, because we've kind of got this idea of of wanting to control in our minds, and I think ultimately, really and truly, we don't control a lot. And I think we've seen that yeah. with again with the pandemic. You know. I believe as well, like we've spoken about it and you, you alluded to it at the beginning of your story about how sometimes we control the external because we're worried about, you know, the internal. So I, I share my story of like having a rented house, rented car, you know, business, mm -hmm. wearing suits, all of that. So everyone was like, oh, Paul's happy, Paul's successful. But internally, that was just my way of like masking what was really going on in here. Um, mm -hmm. And in a way, that's similar to control as well is like i'm trying to control these external elements because i'm struggling to control what's in here yeah and i think it's, it does come down to like we we control because we're, we want to control because we're comfortable and we want to remain in that space of comfort but actually when you start to step outside of your comfort zone 
there's an element of this perceived control that we lose and that makes us feel uncomfortable you know and i think that's it yeah. we, we we try and set our lives up externally because we feel like we can control these things but if you're not coming from the space of clarity and the space of happiness and the space of positivity what are you really can you know controlling even those things you can't control in a way yeah yeah i agree and i think caroline's just made a point here as well she said i think as humans we always want to help fix people but most of the time it's about being there for them and to hold space for them like exactly yeah that's that's the that's that is it really and mm. i think it's, as we say it's hard like my my eldest is in the other room he might want to hear he might hear me but obviously you know he's getting older he's starting to experience emotions he was you know up late last night because he was fearful of death and and all of these and i tried to sit with him and sort of say look these are all normal emotions i experienced them when i was your age too um but as a parent my natural reaction is oh my god i wish i could just take this away from him i wish i could just mm -hmm. make this go away i, I want to try and solve it for him but you know as caroline says it's about like giving them that space letting them know that you're there but equally knowing that it's also up to him in a way to to be able to sort of navigate those emotions because if i just take everything away from him he's not going to be able to have that emotional intelligence in a way to navigate it himself and that scares the hell out of me like even saying it right now scares the hell out of me <laughs> I mean, yeah. I want to make sure that he's all right, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as you say, it's it's holding space for them, um, and and letting yeah. them know that you're there. I think it's it comes down to like you know seeing ourselves as kind of facilitators, and that's all we are. We yeah. facilitate by adapting to the situations around us. And that example there with your your son is like, you're just your role is to facilitate him creating a greater understanding of his thoughts and his feelings. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't even control your own, your own feelings. So how are you going to con like control his and his emotions? Yeah. Like he needs to understand how to, you know, navigate those for himself. Like you said, and, and our role as a parent, as, um, as friends, as a partner, as a coach, as a whatever is to facilitate all of that and create that kind of space as Caroline said, like holding space for them, creating a space for that to happen in. Amazing. Alex, thank you so much for your time. Um, can we no show worries. some love for Alex? Can we, can we say thank you, Alex, or, or whatever you want to say? Um, but no, I well, really appreciate up. you taking the time out of, of your of your day to... I don't think they can do thumbs up on you. Um, taking the time out of your day to, to, as I say, share your story, which again, as um, I think Nancy said, is obviously difficult to do. Um, you know, with, with kind of, you know, especially if you're having a bad sort of morning. So, yeah, appreciate you taking the time out as always. And if there's anything I can do to help you, then just let me know. Of course. And likewise, man. And thank you guys for, for staying here and for listening to me uh, ramble on for the past 40 minutes or so. But it's been it's been good fun. Sweet. You're getting some love. You're getting some love. That gives you a bit of dopamine, right? Yeah, dopamine. Dopamine hitting the brain. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for joining. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. And if there's anything you need in between now and then, just, again, just drop me an email. I'm happy to help. All right. See you soon. Thanks, Bye, Bye. Alex.